Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Thursday, November the 30th, and welcome to our commentary. Last day of November. Uh, By the way, did your mom ever tell you when you were growing up that time was going to fly after you got out of school? My mother used to say that or something like that, that uh, time was going to fly. Once I I was out of school and working and all that kind of stuff. She used to say that uh, time was going to fly. And that's exactly, I remember my mom every day now, especially when we see the calendar flying by. I mean, we're at the end of November. A year from now, we may have a new president. That is how amazing time is. It just seems like yesterday that we were arguing about 2020. And here we are a, mo- a year away. In fact, less than that, 11 months away from another presidential election. Time is flying. That's all I can tell you. Time is absolutely flying, uh, flying by. Well, I have a post over at the American Thinker today about migrants and the city of Chicago. Uh, This is, of course, a topic that is getting more and more complicated every day because the city of Chicago, just like the city of New York, is incapable of dealing with this. They simply do not have the resources and now they got to deal with the problem. They were very good at preaching about sanctuary cities, but they're not very good at being a sanctuary city because, frankly, no one, to be honest with you, it's very difficult to be a city uh, in today's day and age and to have a bunch of new people move in. They're just not ready for it, particularly people who need uh, some kind of government service. It's, it's very difficult to do that. So they're having a problem in the city of Chicago. We're trying to get a guest, uh, by the way, Over the next couple of days, we're trying to get a guest uh, from Chicago to talk a little bit about this. But there's a real problem up in the Windy City as they don't have the resources. And, of course, winter, and that's the real problem. Winter is coming. So what are you going to do with all these people when Chicago in January and February, when they have these very cold temperatures under, you know, below zero in many cases? What are you going to do with all these people? Where are you going to put them? Well, they don't really have any place for them. And uh, the more recent uh, thing going on, and that's what my post uh, at American Thinker is about, is that the mayor of Chicago, Mr. Johnson, is now blaming the previous mayor, Lori Lightfoot, for the problem. It's funny. Isn't it funny that they're blaming the previous mayor, but no Democrat, be it the mayor of New York, the mayor of Chicago, or the governor of Massachusetts, who've been critical of these uh, migrants coming to their cities or states, none of them are blaming President Biden, which is, of course, the reason that we have this problem in the first place. The mayor of Chicago is talking about an international problem, that somehow this is an international problem, that this is not a problem that 
that anybody created. There's some kind of an international thing happening. Well, yeah, there's always been migration. That, that is true. But you didn't have this problem when President Trump was in the White House. You didn't have this craziness on the border because you had some understanding on the part of the Trump administration that you had to control the border. As I've said many times in these uh, videos or these uh, broadcasts, I'm not against immigration. In fact, immigration is good for the United States, but it's got to be orderly. It's got to be under some kind of a process. You cannot just open the door and let six million people in, particularly people who don't have the ability to support themselves immediately. Who's going to pay for their health care? What school district is going to take these kids? Those are the kinds of questions that I guess they were not thinking about when they let these people in. So now these cities are having to deal with these questions, or they're not happy about it. They're not happy. Well, I hate to, I hate to remind uh, the mayor of Chicago that he voted for the man who created this problem. And they need to be criticizing the man who created this problem. He's at the White House. His name is Joe Biden. This is a Joe Biden problem, what we're seeing, uh, or the consequences that we're seeing in Chicago and some of these other, some of these other places. What a mess. What a mess. That's all I, I can tell you. By the way, I have a post that will be coming out Friday morning where I talk about a fascinating situation that I read uh, this morning in the news, and that is that more and more Americans are going into their savings accounts to pay for their bills. In other words, people are tapping into, they're dipping into, tapping into their savings accounts, whether it's IRAs or pensions or whatever it may be, that they're saving money for the future. They're going in and taking out money so they can pay for some of their current bills. That is frightening. You know, when you take that information, then on top of that, you have more and more Americans who cannot pay their automobile loans on time. You have more and more Americans who cannot pay their consumer loans on time. You have more and more people having a difficult time with cash flow every month. That tells you all you need to know about the American economy. You know, these people who are telling you that everything is fine, they're not leveling with you. This is not a good time for the American family right now. Uh, you know, they can tell me that inflation is coming down. They can tell me the gasoline prices are coming down, and they are. At least here in Texas, they are. You know, they've gone down from maybe 330 to 280. That's still a lot of money. You know, that is 80 cents more a gallon than you were paying two and a half years ago, almost three years ago. So, incredible that more and more people are having to go into their savings to pay for their day-to-day -day bills. I'm not talking here about going into your savings to, you know, buy a house or going into your savings to uh, pay a medical expense. No, I'm talking about going into your savings to pay your day-to-day -day bills, your rent, your electricity maybe. I mean, that is, uh, that's a very bad sign. Uh, about the American economy. So the next time you hear, you hear somebody tell you that everything is going great, whoever's telling you that either doesn't know or he's lying to you because things are not going well right now in the American in the American economy. Well, just a couple of things here as we uh, look at uh, at today. Winston Churchill was born in this day in 1874. To me, one of the greatest men in in history. And somebody that I've always been a fan of, Winston Churchill. By the way, 
I would recommend, if you have not seen this movie, I would recommend it tremendously. And that's a movie that was made in the mid-70s called Young Winston. And it's a movie about young Winston Churchill. It takes his life maybe all the way up to the mid-20s when he served in in Africa in one of the many colonial wars. And it takes you all through his young life when he was arrested or became a political prisoner. And then he escaped and he came back to to the UK. And uh, it's just an unbelievably great movie uh, about the life, the young life, really, of Winston Churchill. I love that movie. Every time I get a chance to watch it, I do. It's just an absolutely great movie. And we remember today Winston Churchill, who was born on this day in 1874. Of course, he became prime minister of England at a very rough time uh, during World War II. And then he was booted out and came back and came back as prime minister, which is uh, another incredible achievement. I've got a post, by the way, coming out tonight. You can see it over at the Babalu blog. Uh, and that is that uh, Winston Churchill was a huge fan of Cuban cigars. And I'm sure every time you've seen a picture of Winston Churchill, he's got a big cigar. Well, those were Cuban cigars that he was a huge fan of. And he became uh, a fan of Cuban cigars during uh, the Spanish-American War when he was sent to Cuba uh, with the, the British government to do some investigation of that war. And that's when he discovered Cuban cigars and he became a huge fan of Cuban cigars and smoked uh, cigars, I guess, all the way up to the end of his life. You know, he was, uh, he died in 1965. So he actually lived a long time. I think uh, he, he lived into his 90s and he smoked cigars like crazy. So I'm not saying you should follow the example of Winston Churchill, but he certainly defied some of the rules of how to live a long life. Uh, he smoked a cigar. I think he smoked several cigars every day and had a little whiskey, too, from time to time. But he was just an absolutely amazing leader, an amazing uh, person. And he also wrote these books about uh, the history of the English-speaking people. Uh, and they were absolutely great. It's like six or seven chapters, or not chapters, but volumes of the history of the English-speaking people, and they were just absolutely fascinating, fascinating books. So Winston Churchill, born on this day in 1874. By the way, we learned uh, also in the last couple of days that uh, Henry Kissinger passed away. He was 100 years old. I kind of grew up with Henry Kissinger because he was, uh, of course, Secretary of State under President Nixon, and then he continued under President uh, Ford after Nixon resigned. And he was always a, uh, you know, a very important person in American politics, at least as it related to uh, foreign policy. He was always a spokesman, an author, uh, was always writing books, and was always a man who had something to say about foreign policy. So Henry Kissinger, uh, who was born, I believe, in Germany and came to the United States as a young man, went to Harvard, ended up, as I say, uh, in the in the administration of Richard Nixon and was always a prominent spokesman with respect to our foreign policy issues. Uh, amazing man. And if you are part of my generation, then you remember him uh, quite a bit because he was not only responsible for the Nixon administration foreign policy, but he was the one who apparently engineered or put together the Nixon trip to China back in 1972, a very historic uh, trip, uh, to say the least. But just a couple of good news here. The Rangers, the Texas Rangers baseball team, were selected as the organization of the year 
by a magazine called Baseball America. Baseball America is one of many baseball magazines, but one of the most respected ones. And they named uh, the Rangers the baseball organization for the year. I guess winning the World Series will do that for you. But I think it's also a testament to the the good organization that the Rangers have, particularly in the minor leagues. So congratulations to the Texas Rangers, the winners of the World Series, and now, in the opinion of Baseball America, the best organization in Major League Baseball. That's a good thing to have, uh, that kind of a of a recognition. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Cowboys. The Cowboys are playing tonight. Go. Go Cowboys. Bye-bye, everybody.